This series is brought to you by Ford. And just like the Ford Escape SUV, it can help you get away without going far. Glen Lake Elementary School teacher Betsy Julian can see her fifth and sixth grade students enjoy recess from her classroom window. But a few months ago, she realized not everyone could enjoy the best part, the playground. It gave Betsy an idea. And with the help of her students, it grew into something much bigger, like million dollar big. Welcome to Seriously Good News, a three-part series where we're diving deeper into news stories that make us smile. Because the news cycle can be overwhelming and uplifting stories can help us all take a break. I'm your host, Alex Carr. Let's get into it. Betsy Julian, who's been a teacher for the past 19 years, knows that her school in a suburb of Minnetonka, Minnesota is a unique one. I've been at many schools, and I like to say this school is just this perfect blend of kind of everything good in the world. So you have like every background, every use of mobility, whether it's wheels or a walker or being able to walk. We're kind of this blend of everything good in the world, which always makes me tear up because <laughs> you, you want your own kids to experience that. The school is home to the Compass Program, which has been serving kids with special needs from around the district for over 30 years. There are eight students that use a wheelchair. Three of them are in what I would say a mainstream classroom or a regular ed class. And then the other five plus one more are in what we call our Compass Classroom. And that Compass Classroom is for your most significant high needs, special needs from around the district. They all get transported and get to come to our special program at our school. And I always say that the kids that go to this school, not, not only the kids that use a wheelchair or have special needs, but the other 450 kids are so blessed to be able to be surrounded by what the whole world looks like in their tiny little community because they're always going to be very well prepared for handling and being able to be inclusive and empathetic to everything that's in this world. And it's just really special and really beautiful. But even with a program like Compass, Betsy noticed that some students were being left on the sidelines during recess. And that hit close to home for her because her youngest son, Luke, is in the Compass program. I tell people that having your own child with special needs, I think you always see the discrepancies, but you never quite know what to do with it. What Betsy did know is she had to make the playground a place where every student had a chance to play. And that meant going above and beyond the legal definition of what makes a playground accessible. So right now, kind of state law would inc include a pathway and one swing that you could transfer then from a wheelchair to the swing, and that creates what you would call an accessible playground. And what my students and myself quickly realized is that when you have children that are in a wheelchair, it's not accessible for them to transfer themselves, which is sometimes really degrading and really hard. <laughs> it's really difficult to transfer a child in a wheelchair. So to be able to have a piece of equipment that you could just roll right onto 
just kind of eliminates every barrier that you would have in what you would call your typical accessible playground, which would be having to transfer somebody. Betsy started out with a simple idea, to raise funds for one truly accessible swing on the school's playground. But when she shared her plans with her 11 and 12-year-old students, they said, let's dream bigger. And when I mentioned that to them, like, I'm going to write this grant, you guys, but I'm going to need your help. It's a lot of money. They immediately turned it into, well, why aren't we doing the entire playground? And I loved that line because it kind of changed my really quick fix of a solution because they see big picture. They see, why aren't we doing this whole massive playground? Why would we just stop at a swing? And so being able to jump on board with their big dream and their passion project has been an honor. (laughs) Betsy was ready to match her students' ambitions, but she knew the grant wouldn't be enough to cover the whole playground. So with her principal support, Betsy and her students started fundraising. So when we looked at just a swing in a merry-go-round, we got an estimate of about $135,000. And our grant that we applied for was only going to come in at about $35,000. So I had told my students, I mean, it's a great start, but I'm going to need your help if we need to do the rest of it. And when they immediately said they wanted to do the whole thing, we just upped our goal. So how did the students rise to the challenge? We'll hear more from them after the break. An extra lap around the block, a mid-morning coffee run, or a chat with a friend. It's the small getaways you take every day that mean the most. For however and wherever you get away, the Ford Escape may just be the most appropriately named SUV ever. It's made for real-life adventures that take you where you need to go. Head to Ford.com escape to learn more. That's Ford.com escape. The Ford Escape. It's time to get away. Raising the money for a whole playground was a huge goal. But fifth grader Leah and her class jumped into it head on. We started cold calling and we got scripts and stuff. It was pretty fun just getting a break from normal schoolwork and just going to call restaurants and ask them for donations and getting maybe the manager's email so that we can send them what the project is about. 12-year-old Constance told us they tried raising money in a bunch of different ways. We had a bake sale, a coin drive. We sold T-shirts. We had an auction. And there's probably some other things I forgot. And all that work paid off. Our first goal was 300000 They were lucky to have somebody do a very large anonymous donation. So they were able to meet their goal and exceed it in about 45 days. And then two more times they increased it. Now, Betsy's students are well on their way to meeting their new goal of $1 million. And they already have a plan to extend their efforts. They're starting a nonprofit that they can continue working on in middle school and high school. I had no idea about how to run a nonprofit, and I was like, well, I'll follow your lead again, so let's figure it out. And they made a video kind of pleading with people who wants to be on board. We need people on our board. (laughs) And they immediately got about 12 people overnight. And so 
They started with a board. We're just in the beginning process of getting all of our paperwork and there is a nonprofit actually right down the street um, that helps people with special needs and they offered to help cover all our legal fees and help us write all of our tax information, everything to get the nonprofit started. Their hope is that once they fund this playground, they get to move on to other playgrounds. And so they've already identified one playground in our district that hasn't fundraised, but also has children that use wheelchairs at their school. So they're like, okay, that's that's our second job. And then really thinking big like idea, they have talked to so many people around the country. I can't even tell you how many emails we've gotten of, can you just tell us how you did this? Like, can you get us started? We've been working on this for two years and I feel stuck. And so my class said that their nonprofit is gonna have two approaches. It'll have like a fundraising aspect and it'll have like the education and the logistics on how did they do it. Yeah, I mean, these kids sound like they could run the world, honestly, so. Yeah, <laughs> I tell them that all the time. I keep telling them like, you guys are just gonna have these powerful jobs someday because you're already showing what you can do as an 11 year old. But until they become CEOs or the president, the students are using the lessons they learn from the project in their everyday lives. Take sixth grader Constance. I would say I learned definitely like more, more social skills. I feel like before I was kind of like shy, I didn't really want to like talk out loud to people. I definitely learned that and also to include people. Like even if you think it's not possible, you can make the effort and you can make something possible. Fifth grader Niela was equally excited to make sure everyone felt included and to practice her public speaking skills. I have friends that are in wheelchairs and my uncle was in a wheelchair. So I know how important it is because, well, they shouldn't have to feel left out at recess. I've learned how to help people in ways I thought I would never learn to help or learned how to speak in front of people, even if I'm nervous. I've learned that sometimes the things we do can be a lot harder than people say, but we've been able to manage it and do it. And it's been fun. Here's fifth grader Reese, who found a passion for design after working on the project. I also have a brother with disabilities, and it's it was really hard as a kid just to find a playground that actually had stuff that we could actually play on. And it just kind of felt weird seeing him only be able to be on swings, and I just wanted other kids like that just to be able to play on other things too. Honestly, I like being in the design group because I'm really big into building stuff and stuff like that. So me and uh, six or seven people, we made drafts. We picked out what equipment we need. We're basically involved in all of the design here. As the school year ends, Reese and his classmates can't wait to see that design come to life. I'm most excited about the slide that will be going from the upper playground to the lower playground. I'm most excited about probably the wheelchair zip lines and the normal zip lines. There's going to be a merry-go-round, so I'm definitely excited about that. And then the roller slide, uh, so like anyone like can just get like out their wheelchair, like go on it, and then there's like like area where you can like easily get back on your wheelchair when you come down. 
I'm most excited to see everyone playing as one. And for Betsy, this experience has been the ultimate lesson plan. A lot of them have learned, and I'll cry again, (laughs) they've learned empathy. So the selfless act of doing something for somebody else, and you're not reaping the rewards, but you get this reward of feeling so good (laughs) by helping someone else. I just say it's not part of the curriculum, but it is beautiful, and that's how I want the world to be. And so when I look at my students and what they've learned, to become more empathetic and kind and compassionate and inclusive children, which will be kind, empathetic, compassionate adults. That just makes me so hopeful and so proud because curriculums can't teach that sometimes. And this real life experience and that hands-on experience has just been really beneficial. The playground will be ready in fall 2023, just in time for kids to come back to school. But for Betsy's current students... This group of kids won't even get to play in the playground. (laughs) So I tell people, like, they're too old. They're moving on to middle school. And they did it anyway. And the little kids in our school, when they pass my students, they're like, you're the ones making the playground. (laughs) And it's like, they're role models and they're heroes. And I just see this like complete selflessness of them doing something that again, it's not even benefiting them. All of my students in my class are able-bodied. They do not use wheelchairs and all of them are going to middle school next year. So for them to take on and tackle something that has no direct relation to them is really powerful and really meaningful. To learn more about the Accessible Playground Project and how to donate, visit glenlakepto.org and check out the Playground Project page. Ready for even more good news? Beach-loving wheelchair users will have an easier time hitting European sand this summer. Over 200 accessible chairs are being installed at beaches throughout Greece and neighboring countries like Italy and Cyprus. The solar-powered chairs move along a track that brings you into the water and can be accessed without ever having to wheel through sand. So they're already making a serious splash by helping people access the water more independently. And finally, more parents are learning about sensory-friendly movie showings thanks to podcaster Camille Joy. Her son Mason is autistic. And after getting recommendations from her followers, she took him to see Disney's live-action movie, The Little Mermaid, in a theater where guests can talk, hum, sing, dance, and pace without being judged, sparking a wave of comments from grateful parents. With the lights turned up, the sound turned down, and the freedom to move around and emote as loudly as he wanted, Mason finally felt comfortable being a part of this world. This has been Seriously Good News. Thanks for listening. If you haven't heard our first two episodes, go back in our feed to listen whenever you need to pick me up. This podcast was skimmed by me, Alex Carr, along with our producers, Monica Perry, Pam Siegel, and Liz Smith. This episode was created in partnership with Wonder Media Network.